Welcome back, listeners. This is uh, David Patino along with Ashton Staniszewski. And we are bringing you Office Hours, episode 30. Boom. Milestone. Yeah, that's a big one. We are making we're making making moves here in 2020. Feel like it. 30 yeah, seems it like a lot. Does. It does feel like a lot. I remember when I mean, we when we did 10. Remember when we did number 1? <laughs> it's like is this going to be a thing? Here we are. Feeling I, good. I feel like honestly every time we get on the mic and and record one, it feels like a little bit of a milestone. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the fact that we, that you, well, I would not say you. I'd more, this is you. more for this me. This is the, the longest you've I've ever done anything. Shown up to something <laughs> on time ish <laughs> to record. Yeah, to, to throw my, my musings out there. See? Yeah, I feel, I feel, I feel powerful in that. It's, it's good. It's, you haven't gotten totally bored yet. I need like one of those, what is like the Jerry Seinfeld, uh, you know, make the X thing. Mm hmm. Chain. Well, I don't know what his thing is. There's like a thing that he's talked about as like a chain, and you yeah. make an X on a piece of paper, and every time you do it, like you make it longer. Yeah, yeah. I feel good about. It. We're, we're doing. We're doing. I mean, not without its challenges. Well, you know, everything's yeah, I mean, like challenging. We're, we're busy. We're busy dudes. We, you know, some of us. You've been busy. Oh, no, you've been busy. You've. You're the one that's trekking all over, all over the country here, from Chicago to Boston to New York to. Los Angeles. Yeah, I did seven states in the last month. You are a marathon man, David Patino. I've, yeah, it's good. I like to get around. I don't want to be bogged down in the tannery. That'd be horrible. No, it wouldn't. Oh, such a shame. <laughs> All right, tannery. If the tannery was a person, he'd be frowning right now. Like, what? You don't love me? He'd be going like this. He'd be going like, "Hey, man, what the heck, man? No beer right for you. I'm right here." <laughs> no, it's uh, yeah, it's it's been fun, uh, you know cruising around and i enjoy that that's part of why i got into it. it's part of why i kind of like set myself up this way is because like i didn't just want to work out of a studio or i didn't just want to go to a studio every day like i wanted to travel around and meet people and you know take pictures in different areas and so the fact that i it's finally coming together i feel like you know year nine year ten it started to click and so hopefully it keeps going keep keep calling people keep that phone ringing please <laughs> I mean, you know, you, and if he doesn't pick up or if, you know, if he's too busy, you can call me. That's cool. I'll take, I'll take anything else that falls. I'll, I'll scoop him up. Here, we're here to do the work. <laughs> what about you? What have you been up to? Oh gosh. Well, first of all, of we were together, obviously. We, the yeah, last we were episode. last episode. We were in the sitting in the same hotel room. Yeah. I, we had the, uh, the honeymoon suite. That's right. Of all things. <laughs> um, no, but I mean, yeah, things are, things are, things are good. We, um, we're actually going to be in the same space again uh, in the coming week or so and hanging out, making some work. Actually, we will have already been We would have already together. been. And that may, so this may actually be the very last podcast because our, our working relationship will dissolve after this. After That's true. I've, after I've put my art director chops on the line for That's David Patino the Creative. Once the checks change hands, it's yeah, all yeah. over. I was just say, we should be friends until the check clears. If you want, I could not pay you. I mean... <laughs> If it's going to come in the way of our friendship, then maybe not. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I would just feel better, I think, if... Yeah, yeah, yeah I bet you we would. didn't. <laughs> I bet you would. Um, no, I mean, but things have been good. I, you know, a handful of clients... It's, it's, it's interesting, because we talked about this in January. Like, the, I feel like Q1 has just been... 
Fantastic. I I'm, see. I'm being that business guy. Like I feel like yeah. the first quarter of the year has been really good though. Clients have been very, thank you. I mean, I'm going to say that. Thank you all very much for calling and for keeping me busy. I very much appreciate it. It's been a fantastic couple of months of <clears throat> getting to know you, meet you, work on your businesses, grow with you guys. Uh, so yes, I'm feeling, I'm feeling the love. I'm feeling very thankful, feeling very appreciative of all that. Um, and you know, just juggling, just juggling all the stuff. Sweet. So yeah. Love it. yeah, yeah, yeah. So what do we got going on today? We have an incredible programming for you guys today. Uh, actually, we have a guest. Finally. Um, I know, right? It's been a hot minute <laughs> since we've been, uh, we've lit up the guest mic. Yeah. So this is going to be a, a fun one. Um, and our guest today hails all the way from Chattanooga, Tennessee, which is actually like, I don't know, an hour up the road from me here in Atlanta. <laughs> um, so it's it's really, really cool to kind of see our little network growing. We're, we're finding you guys out there in listener land. You guys are coming out of the woodwork, asking to be on the show. And I think that that's pretty fantastic. Um, but our guest today, his name is Kenny Morgan, and he is the co-founder and CCO, the chief creative officer of Council Creative. So uh, they're a creative branding, branding agency out in Chattanooga and uh, the incredible work, really, really impressive client roster. You should definitely check out the website and kind of get a feel for it. If you're, so if you're in your car right now, pull over, pop that into Google and get a little feel for it. Uh, Kenny, thank you so much for joining us on the program today. Welcome. Thank you, guys. I'm uh, just grateful to be on the show. Nice. What I love about Kenny is that his people reached out to, well, we don't have people, but his people reached out to us and they were like, <laughs> yes. hey. You need to have like to our think guy we on. Have people. And uh, I was like, hell yeah, we need to have your guy on. <laughs> Amazing. I, I wish like, I had people. <laughs> but you do. You have a you have a you have an incredible team of folks around you. Um, and you know, like I, I should I should make like we should have we should have a person, David. We could just like have a, a fake email address. Yeah, like hello at Jennifer at the photographers are in dot <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh man! So Kenny, you're you are as Ashton said the the co-founder, correct? That's correct. And who's the other co-founder? Who's the other half? Uh, my beautiful better half of my wife. So smart man. That's right. <laughs> nice stuff. And you guys have been doing this for how long? Uh, so I've been in the creative space. I guess I'm going into my fifteenth year now, but Council Creative about four. Wow, nice fifteen. And you got started in the music industry. Is that correct? I did, I did, I did, yeah, yeah, sorta, yeah, um, more, more on the business side of, of the industry. So, uh, I guess I grew up in a time when um, I was wearing girls' jeans, tight shirts, <laughs> straightening my hair before it was cool. You know, like now it's like everybody's wearing slim fit jeans. But um, you know, I was uh, kind of into the the indie emo scene. Uh, used to make a lot of trips down to Atlanta. Um, for shows or Nashville and and uh, yeah, I just had actually had some close friends that got signed by Sony um, in my college years and just kind of fell in love with the whole you know A and R world and just just the music. I mean, I, I was a uh, artist myself, but nowhere close to being a sound artist. So I just kind of fell in love with uh, the music industry and and yeah. So and then I think uh, one summer I worked in Nashville at the record label, and the next summer I spent um, three months on the Warp tour. Oh, nice. All right. All right. Who's your... Okay. So then if we're going to go down this path, I, I feel like we, we have to at this point, just for a, a little aside, who, where, what, what, what's on your, what's on your playlist? What was on your iPod, uh, back in the day then? So you, you said you're into like the indie, you know, emo brands. Like what, what, where, where, where were you at? Let's just get a feel for it. 
Yeah, I mean, um, there's a band called May. Yeah. That I that Everglow is probably still one of my favorite albums. Yeah. I mean I was I was kinda wide range. So I was I'd listen to some underoath, some of the hardcore stuff. Um but yeah, I was like it was like May and uh Waking Ashland, Rocket Summer. Um yeah, a little I don't know, it was a wide range of different That's things. Cool. What were you doing yeah, on Warp Tour? Like- uh i wasn't right, sure I honestly like just hanging out <laughs> so, yeah it was crazy so i uh i've been told i've got uh, a young face i haven't grown out of it yet but i think i was 19 on the tour so i looked like i was you know 12. in middle school <laughs> yeah i looked i looked uh inappropriately out of place um but yeah so uh sony actually sent me out to kind of promote um just some different artists that were on the label that i represented and so i, I showed up the first day and got put on a bus with 18 people it was it was a lot of like uh you know marketing reps um monster energy drink girls okay. were on the on the bus so man i was it was it was definitely a growing summer for it me it was a good summer <laughs> oh yeah yeah it was crazy <laughs> i mean and i had I had pretty much just been engulfed in the south you know and that was my first taste of the whole whole u.s oh and shit Canada. yeah <laughs> yeah it was crazy so all right so you have rock bands Sony Music, Warp Tour, right? And you're on this in journey. Well, how does this, like, where was the transition point? Like, where did you kind of go, oh, yeah, I should do this for a living? Um, people talk about getting a phone call or a moment that changed everything, and it kind of happened for me. So uh, a little side note, I come from a, a family of artists, but it's mostly like sculptors, painters, um, woodworkers, things of that nature. And so I, I kind of gravitated towards art in high school. But when I was in art, like now nowadays, it seems like, even in the high school level they have like design classes and production classes we didn't have any of that not that i'm not old but it was basically just art you know it's like paint and draw and that's it no really no education around design or graphic design so even coming out of high school i had no clue what graphic design even was or that uh, it was a profession that you could kind of go after so um yeah so i was working at sony records um and somebody back from Chattanooga, so I was in Nashville at the time, but somebody from Chattanooga called and said, hey, I got your number. Can you design me a business card? And I was like, <laughs> uh, what are you calling me for? Like, I, I don't really know you, and I'm not a designer. And um, But for whatever reason, I said, I'll give it a try. And uh, I got a bootleg version of Photoshop from one of the label guys. And that started my creative career i was like careful adobe's listening <laughs> i know i think about that every time i say that but i'm like yeah everybody does it yeah, every, i feel like there's an entire generation of us that are that are like actually out here we pay for creative cloud now because we pirated yeah. photoshop at one point exactly I, w- I will never complain about them raising the rates just because of all the years that i didn't pay for it exactly, uh-huh. Uh-huh. exactly. how many computer hard drives that i fry like trying to look for one on like you know the the peer-to-peer network right oh morpheus key cracker <laughs> LimeWire, yeah yeah everything comes around oh, oh yeah well that's pretty fantastic though so you say like you know you have this so you have this this, this call that comes in someone f- come up, almost out of the ether just says hey make this thing for me and that's almost like your violent shove into this creative world so i mean you you took this one one you know design and you parlayed it into i mean how did what was the next step from here yeah, I think, you know, I guess stepping back a bit, you know, I had seen moments in the past, like I had won some, you know, small t-shirt contest in elementary school. I won a, uh, I made some design on Microsoft Paint in middle school and won like this trophy that was almost as tall as me, which was crazy, <laughs> you know, and, but then it's, it's just kind of like 
being naive. I had no clue, like, again, that that was my path. But um, when this person asked for the business card, I mean, they kept coming back for more. And I eventually learned it's probably because I was free. I didn't even know you could charge money for that. You know, so I was just basically just working, working for free. And then other people would call me like, man, I'm really popular. And then, uh, yeah, I don't know. It just, it just took off for me. Um, the network just really started to develop. And then I guess from that, you know, I realized, hey, I can make money. I, I laugh now because my project price, I think at that point was like 60 bucks for anything. For anything. So I could work for like three <laughs> years and they, and they would pay me 60 bucks, you know. And now I look at my hourly rate and it's it's well above that, yeah. you know. So um but yeah i just kind of got in got in that way and then i think for a while i felt like i had imposter syndrome a little bit so i, I actually got a, like a small design job at, back at a print shop in chattanooga and i kept saying like when they find out that i'm not a designer i'm gonna lose my job i got promoted and they got recruited by an agency same thing like the first day they said can you build us a website i never built a website before i didn't even know where to start you know like i didn't know anything about grids or anything and um, yeah, I just kept, I don't know, great leadership, being at the right place at the right time, um, just kept getting promoted and, and eventually it kicked in that, Hey, maybe this is what I was created to do. That's crazy. I always like to tell folks, I'm like, you know, experience is something you, you need until just after you have it. Yeah. You know, it's like the, you know, the whole baptism by fire situation. It's like, you know, there are the, the, the moments where I feel like creative people's careers have kind of you know, blossomed, if you will, or expanded. It's like when you kind of take off a bigger bite than you think you can chew and you have this like moment where you're like, ah, crap, like I got to learn how to do, I got to learn grids today. Like, you know, like what the heck is this going to be? You know? So I think that's really interesting, you know, and, and, and to, to say that, you know, see where you are now to see about like where council creative is and how the business is growing and all the clients you have on your roster, you know, it, it's, it's from those kind of humble beginnings, right? Like it's, it's wild how that kind of stuff starts. Um, so like you, you were at an agency you said in, in, in Chattanooga and how long were you there kind of doing the work before you realize like, Hey, maybe there's something to, to spin it off on my own. Yeah. So there's always this pool. So I, I actually finished a college with a marketing degree. So I didn't even go down the creative path at all. Um, which I actually, was grateful for that having that hybrid split and just my foundation because i think sometimes as creatives we get so emotionally connected to the product that we lose sight of the business goals and on the same on the same front like sometimes businesses don't truly understand or appreciate the value that great creative and design brings to the table so there's a marriage between the two that i feel fortunate of having like both in my past but so i don't know i just i, I kind of worked in the agency world um, and then that marketing side of me said, Hey, maybe I should try out the corporate world for a while. So, um, actually going further down to towards you in Atlanta, I worked in Dalton for a while in the carpet capital of the world, um, uh, working for a big company there, which was, I guess, you know, it sounds kind of lame, but at the same time, you know, I was always, I like challenges. So I was like, how, how can I take a product such as carpet, which isn't the sexiest product in the world? How do I, how do I step in and, um, find the human connection between a what could be a dull product and the and the end user, and you know make something special of that. So I, I like the challenge of that. And then about two years in, it seemed like at all these companies, I just would kind of get bored. Honestly, like I feel like I had done a lot of campaigns or 
stepped in certain leadership roles, but then after two years, just kind of uh, lost its luster. I, I went from there to the automotive space, again, two years in. Um, you know, I just kind of felt like I needed something more. I needed more engagement with a, a variety of, of clients and opportunity. And I don't know, I mean, it was scary, but I just kind of felt the push to um, take the leap. And uh, yeah, so I kind of kind of went through the agency world and the corporate world and then learned a lot of things about those places in particularly that I didn't like um, and a lot of things that I did like and figured out, hey, maybe I could take the good and leave out the bad and create something special. I always feel like the biggest takeaway is like what not to do. Yeah. Right? Like every time I like oh, yeah. have worked, I'm like, oh yeah, I just don't want to do that. So I'll go left instead of right. Like that's that's <laughs> yeah. always been my biggest takeaway. I've never looked at a company and been like, I want to do exactly what they're doing. I'm always like, I want to do exactly what they're not doing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's true. It's true. It's funny. I'm staring at your LinkedIn as we talk, and it literally is like one year, eight months, two years, two months, four yeah. months, uh, two years, one month, two years, one year. It's like you yeah, literally I mean, had this wall that you hit every two years, yeah. and you're like, nope, I got to go. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty accurate. Yeah, it's so, true. So Council Creative is your longest job. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, my wife and I were actually talking about last night that our marriage and relationships are our longest relationship too. So we must be doing something right. <laughs> Good for you, man. We're on a roll. That's awesome. So, how did you? Did you? Where did you meet up with your wife? On a professional level or on a on a personal level? It was personal. We actually, yeah. uh, no shame here. We met on Match. dot com. Hell yeah! Yeah, and it's. I mean, it was perfect. It was perfect for us. So we actually have a well. I don't think her. I don't think her family will see this. So we actually. This is a funny story. <laughs> I have to be be careful about what I say. But we actually um, we met. Uh, started talking on Match. dot com, and we I think we met about a month later in person um, at the Atlanta airport. So I flew her into Atlanta and brought her up to Chattanooga, and we were married about two months after we first talked on Match.com. <laughs> and her family still does not know that. Hell yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. There, that's a bomb drop right there. Yeah. And we got married, sort of got married again like a year later. And, For sure. Uh, so th- I'm, I'm, I'm in. I'm good. But they, yeah. That's and so awesome. Then you, and then you turn right around and you go, hey, how, you want to start a business together? Let's, right. <laughs> let's, try. let's go, let's go build That's pretty story. much how it goes. Yeah. Actually, it's funny because um, she was – already looking them she was from dallas texas she was looking to move to nashville and actually the the weekend before i met her she got a job at bridgestone in nashville and then the next weekend uh she moved to, to tennessee and then a few weeks after she worked at bridgestone i mean kind of it's kind of similar i mean she had a a shorter go at it but she got into the corporate space and just didn't love the culture at all and uh, i think they saw that and one day they said you know this is not working for us so I picked her up from Bridgestone and she's like, Hey, I just lost my job. And we were already married at that point, but we we're just like, Okay, like let's just figure it, figure out. it out. And honestly, not not long after that, you know, Council Creative was born and um yeah, it's it's hard. It's hard to create a business, but uh, we wouldn't change it for anything. That's amazing. So most most people that I know most people I talk to who own whatever business always kind of open their own business because they don't like working for someone else. They don't like the way that yeah. it was being run and they're going to do it differently, right? Like you're going <laughs> to yeah. be, I'm going to open the agency that does it differently. We're going to care yeah, about yeah. what our clients say and what our employees think. And yeah. Yeah. How are you doing that? <laughs> yeah, that's hard. I mean, right? I think it's, it's, yeah, it really is. And I, um, I, 
it's it's such an eye opener having business you know like I, I think of myself back to that first design job and some of the complaints that I had about management and the company and, and there's probably some validity to that you yeah. know but I was like man now being a business owner I'm like man I was so naive That's, you know like, you have to do that shit um, <laughs> yep all those things yeah yeah because now I mean now it's like okay I got payroll to worry about and all these things that you know like as a young creative like i should have this and this is why you know and um yeah i don't know i mean it's i, I would i can't tell anybody that it's easy and maybe it is for some but i think for most of us it's it's a challenge but i think um i don't know we don't come out there saying we're trying to do things differently yeah. um we're just trying to be authentic to kind of who we are as a team um and yeah i think it's just a daily a puzzle. I mean, I think that's what creatives and even in photography and, and, and video, like we have problems that are before us and puzzles that we have to put together. And I think in business ownership, every single day is a different puzzle. Um, I wish it was cut and dry and easy every single day, but um, it's not. But I think that's part of the, the fun of business is no two days are alike. And where even the agency world and the corporate world, you know, I get burnout after two years because I was just you know, in a still cycle. I don't get that now. Like I wish I had, I kind of wish I had some of those right. days sometimes, you know, cause <laughs> it gets exhausting and tiring, but, um, I don't know. I mean, I, I love the diversity of clients and the diversity of issues that we face. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's fun. It's, it's good. I mean, we, you hear that if you can stay in business a year, then you're doing okay. If you can make it to five, then you've got a pretty good shot. I think we're somewhere in between that right now. Awesome. So how many employees do you have now? We have uh, three full-time employees outside of my wife and I. Okay. Um, so we have some goals of, of ramping that up this year, but you know, be trying to be smart. Yeah, take go some baby slow. Steps for <laughs> Absolutely. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I think you know, like to your point, you know, you don't want to be, you know, um, you don't want to be a victim of your success, you know. And so taking the the slow path to growth is always a smart thing. Doing it con like being very conscious about what it takes to grow and what how you want to do it. Um, you know, so the background being like, I, I worked for an agency for 10 years and I think there were certain moments where even that, that business as, you know, hunky dory as it all was like, there were moments where it was a victim of its own success. You have to, Oh, there's new work. We have to ramp up. We have to hire all these people. We have to kind of grow for growing sake. And you know, that wasn't necessarily the, the best thing. So I guess it kind of rounds me back to a question for you. Like, you know, you start for this this one man operation, which then becomes a two people thing. You know, um, for you, what is the, what is that like? What does growth look like? How did you determine like, all right, so here's the next strategic move on who we're going to bring into the fold, and you know what that person's focus is going to be, and how we're going to make that part of the the brand. Yeah, yeah, you got it. Yeah, I think uh, to be honest with you, a lot of a lot of mistakes. You know, like I think you learn you learn about your mistakes. Um, hopefully, that's not the only place you learn, but. I think uh, I had no clue what I was getting into um, when we when we set off to create this company, you know. But we've actually had a few times where we've ramped up, and you know, because we had a lot of jobs come through, and then the jobs would dry up or slow down, and we we didn't have the money to pay for everybody. And, and for me, like I, I'm a very non-confrontational type of person. Um, so having to kind of change basically the course of someone's life, that was really hard for, for me. Um, I probably kicked the can for multiple weeks before making those moves just because like I couldn't, 
I couldn't stomach like having that conversation saying we can't afford to keep you on anymore. So, you know, I think we've done that a few times uh, over the course of a couple of years. And it's just like, just like you said, it's allowed us and taught us just to be a little bit smarter, stay lean where we can and just be really smarter about like how, how we grow, when we grow. And um, yeah, I think we, what we did was we just sat down and looked at um, who were those core contributors to our team. You know, the ones that, you know, we're really doing, you know, not the work of three or four people, but just people that were diverse in what they could offer and just ones that were very committed to the goals of Council Creative and we were all unified. So we kind of pulled back and got got that team. And I think we're really proud of who we have now. And um, I think we're going to be very cautious about expanding the team and make sure that it's it's a right fit and uh, all, all team members agree that it's time to move forward. Yeah. So. Nothing, nothing wrong with 1099 that's for sure. That's, <laughs> that's right. We've done a lot of that. <laughs> so, yeah, when people ask that, how many, how many people you work with? And we're like, oh, it's like 30, 30 sure. 40 people. You know? But only a couple of W2s. Just not at there. the same time. So. That's right, yeah. Yeah, well, smart. So you, you've mentioned you know, some design elements. You've mentioned some video and photography. You know, I guess for coming from straight from the source, I mean, where what are your core focuses, core competencies? Like, where do you kind of try to kind of carve your niche as that agency, right? I mean, I think that we've all kind of seen the 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 last ten years was kind of the growth, and then more or less the stabilization of like the the one stop shop, the all in house agency. You know, um, what's the the full service agency is the, the magic? Yeah, don't the magic say word. that. So don't I mean, like that. you know, as an agency that kind of has kind of thrived by niching, I'm kind of finding a couple focuses. Like, what are those swim lanes for you guys? What does those look like? Yeah, that's funny because I actually just had a conversation about that last week. Because we're guilty of uh, not guilty of calling ourselves that, but almost guilty of trying to embrace the full service mentality. Last week, I kind of had an aha moment. I was like, it's almost like I mean, not there's some I think that can do it and do it well, but for most, I think it's like that. Um, full of it agent like full of it you know instead of full service it's full of it you know like um, and I think for me and, and my wife it was kind of based on a lot of fear you know fear that if we don't offer all these different services then you know we're, we're not going to have enough work coming in we're going to go out of business you know and for, it took a long time for me to realize like hey it's okay to scale back so I think initially we scaled back down to like focusing a lot on branding and brand development there's a lot of things in there which you guys know um and then uh website design and development and then video production so video was kind of our, our newest one but like i had seen these little uh spurts of design through my childhood i also saw some um things of video as well and yeah i think we over time even in the last couple of months, we've niched down even more, um, become less full service and more specialized, which again, freaked me out. I thought we were just not going to have any work. And just in a short sample of kind of making that switch, I mean, the doors have really opened up for us a lot. So it's it's actually calmed those fears. And I'm, I'm grateful to finally be in that place of having peace about being specialized and serving clients. I don't know. I think, I think when we were so spread out and what we could offer, I thought we were doing a lot of good. And that's fine, but I think I've realized that the more you focus in and refine that process, you can do a lot of great. So that's the, then that's the thing. It's the difference between good and great. Like, yeah, you were probably churning out really nice work, mm-hmm. right? But you're spread so thin sometimes, you know, that, yeah. that you're, you're giving what the client wants, but you're not maybe giving your very best, 
right? And exactly. so, yeah. which is okay because sometimes you just got to pay the mortgage, right? Like sometimes yeah. you just got to take a job and like, make sure you get the rent done. Keep you know, it looks on. good, and you know, no one's going to yeah. be angry. But but yeah, once yeah, exactly. you fall into your own and you can like find that you know swim lane, like he was saying, it just it almost opens more doors. I think. Yeah. Well, and I yeah, go ahead. No, I was gonna say I I I feel like you know. I'm not trying to crap on the whole idea of full service because you, to your point, I think there are a handful of places that can do it and, and do it, do it well, but it is, it is a really big challenge and it is very much biting off a lot more than most people are ready to chew, you know? And I think it, to your, you're also to your point, like I think most places, most agencies, most smaller agencies kind of on the growth path, they come about it real honestly. It's not like a, you know, we're going to be the full service, you know, gung ho woohoo. I think it's just one of those they are in conversations with their clients where they're doing really bang up work, you know, and they go, Hey, can you do this too? And you go, yeah, just, you know, yeah, absolutely. One more thing to service the client, to, to, to be that ex- to be that steward of their brand and the, you know, the budget they're giving you, you want to, you want to do right by them. So you say, yeah, sure. Why not? Um, but then, you know, uh, again, to your point, like seeing that kind of how, you start to really kind of take stock of like, all right, well, where do we want to be the best at? And do we want to be focused on this super, like this thing that we're not really a core competency. It's not something we really set out to do to begin with, but now we kind of have to do it. Um, so kind of taking stock, taking inventory and, and narrowing it in finding that success. It's a really good, I mean, that's a really good uh, data point for a lot of folks out there that are like, do I have to be full service? Do I, I feel like I have to say yes to everything because, you know, the rent's still due and the, the power bill needs to be paid and we all need new MacBooks. So um, that's, it's cool to hear you say that. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I may be, and I'm, I'm still a work in progress, but we may be a, a great case study. I'll tell people all the time, like, I, I, I literally freaked me out to do that because, you know, it was, I think fear is okay sometimes if it's valid, like it's okay to be cautious, but if it's uh, keeping you from really landing in the place that you were kind of crafted to serve, you know, then it's, it's causing some issues. And, and yeah, like I said, I think I, I just had the, almost like a few weeks ago, I had the aha moment. Not only did I realize that we could do great because we're scaling back, but also too, I'm like, like even defining our process, it gets way simpler. You know, I'm not, I'm not defining a process for branding and web and, and video and trying to explain that to all these clients. Like we can take one thing and just make it extraordinary. And that was like really exciting for me. So, so I'm, I'm, I'm there. You said you guys are are really kind of branching out into video or pushing into video or that seems to be like where you're at at this point. Is that, yeah, is that is. was that a, a cognitive push or did you just fall into it? <laughs> yeah, that's a great question. So again, I could look back in at my <laughs> childhood and, and see these moments of of video. Like I used to make like stop animation videos uh, in a child and, and loved love the reactions that people get my family gave yeah. me. Like they actually you know thought it was funny and then uh, I'll tell a really quick story in college. Um, I, college wasn't my thing, probably because I wasn't. I was in marketing and I just was ready to get out. I had already done work at a record label and Warped Tour. It was a lot cooler than college. Yeah. And I was just like, man, this is a waste of time. But I had an entrepreneurship class. The whole you know, semester was based on building a business plan, which at that point I was like, this is, yeah, this is not for me. <laughs> yeah, it's huge and wasn't where my tendencies lied per se. So literally the day before the big presentation um the teacher called up her favorite students and said hey the newspaper is going to be here tomorrow i want them to interview you 
so be ready and so i kind of overheard it and on the way home i was like man that's lame like i know i'm not like <laughs> the number one student but like surely i can do something that's that's going to cause some spark and so i went home and um i was a big fan of mute math back yeah. in the day too i'm not sure if you guys oh, yeah, they did incredible, incredible shows at the <laughs> tabernacle like yeah like, yeah like uh yeah mm-hmm. well, continue <laughs> they're legit you know and they're just crazy but they had put it i forgot what, what song it was but they had they had learned how to play a song backwards like learned the lyrics backwards <laughs> the drummer learned how to do the beat backwards so when they reversed the film i think all their all their body parts were like moving the right direction but their lips were moving like yeah it's, yeah, it's, yeah. I'm See, it looked it, weird. yeah 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 i I'm, yeah I'm familiar with that one. It's 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 wild, yeah. I had seen like a behind the scenes on how he did some of that. And it wasn't that hard. So I had like this old camera, mini DV camera. The quality's horrible. It's still on YouTube. I'll just send it to you. But oh hell yeah! <laughs> I went went and like put this thing together. We our project was called the heat jacket, like a a jacket that you could plug into a car, like in your uh, cigarette lighter and warm yourself up. Okay. So when you went out to like your office building, you could stay warm for a few minutes. You know. <laughs> And so uh, I created this video, and next day, like, it's so unlike my personality, but I volunteered to go first and play the video. And, like, so, like, 8 o'clock in the morning, nobody wanted to be there. And the crowd, like, or the classroom, like, erupted. Like, they were, like, full, like, loved it, you know? And so at that moment, and actually, it's a funny story, actually, was, like, the big picture on the article for the paper, <laughs> which I loved because I know my teacher, like, did not want me up there, you know? But I realized like the power that video has in, in connecting with people emotionally. And I just had a lot of opportunities throughout the years to work on some videos and had a lot of great friends um, that didn't kind of hold me at a distance. They let me be involved in that creative process. And I just fell in love with it. And so we started getting into video a few years ago. And um, I don't know, I think there's a lot of great people putting video out there, but we're really focused in on that emotional connection so you know apple i think is a cliche answer but they do a great job of i mean they have incredible products but they do a great job of connecting people emotionally and i think that's where we fall and i'm a i'm a design designer first so i think design is like a great first impression like it's if you don't have great design like that product service business like there's not going to be much validation there because your design looks very poor. Um, So I think it's powerful, but I don't think design always has the ability to connect with people emotionally where video does. And that's, that's why we're really segmenting ourselves towards that because of the power of connecting to people. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard to tell a story, you know, in two dimension with, you know, with just design or, or, I mean, even for me, like just, just a single photograph, like, yeah, you can Mm -hmm. do it, but that's really, really difficult. You know, usually it's a series of photographs or there's text that accompanies it or, you know what I mean? Like we rely on the design to help push forward what we've created. But like with video, it's kind of, it's all of it. It's all encompassing. And so it it almost makes life easier (laughs) to tell the story, Mm -hmm. but you know, there's 800 different moving parts then. So yeah, a little bit more difficult. (laughs) I always tell people that like the magic of what you know, we do as, as image, like image creation, people as content creation, as, you know, video and photographers, that, that the, the magic of what we do really comes together when the, the story helps drive the narrative. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, like I think David kind of touched on it a little bit with saying like, you know, his incredible photography is, is, is only, is only aided by incredible copy. Right. 
you know, having, having a great story to tell helps him develop the images and then having copy that helps drive that home is it's kind of the perfect marriage of, of things that help really deliver on the great work that, you know, these clients of ours are doing. Um, but you need, you need, it's that give and take. You need all those things to kind of have that, that sound, that sound picture. I don't have to be a great photographer. I can just rely on other people. Got it. Loud, loud and clear, man. Thanks. There you go. See, look at that. A little shade on a Monday. <laughs> You're going to throw it. Make it be on a Monday. Yeah, right? Why not? Got a long way to recover. I'll, I'll amp them up on the back end of the podcast. It's fine. I'll throw, I'll throw up some praise. I had a good, I had a good couple of weeks, so I'm, I can take it. I feel good yeah, about good. it. <laughs> <laughs> so what's, what's next then? What's on the horizon? Like we're, I know it's stupid and cliche, but like, where, where are you trying to take it? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. So I think we, you know, as mentioned before, just had the aha moment, you know, my wife and I, and, um, we, we recently brought on a, uh, uh, chief operating officer, which was a big move for us. So um, really trying to get the foundation right as we say, hey, we're going to kind of take this video approach by the horns and, and do it right, you know, um, be smart about how we grow and and specialize. But, but yeah, I mean, I think, you know, we're going back to the whole story side of things, we had um, uh, we created a video for a moving company uh, maybe about half a year ago. And it, it was it was good, but it was had a little bit more of a corporate feel just because that's what the client needed. And, um, but six months later, I guess it's been a few weeks ago now, a, a, a big real estate company here in Chattanooga reached out to us and they saw that video. And again, it, it wasn't anything super special, but they just like, they were going on and on about it. But the, the thing that they were talking about the most was, um, you guys like nailed the story and they said, we want you to do that because we don't think there's anybody else that can tell our story like you. And they were, looking at companies even like out in montana and i don't think well, we're not superstars or rock stars but i think as we move forward we're just really focusing on on capturing that story um i don't know again i haven't had any formal training but i think something about just investing ourselves with the clients getting to know them asking their right questions like i don't know we're always trying to find that that one golden nugget in their story that's just gonna leave goosebumps on people's arms you know yeah. um there's a big uh, um, tourist uh, destination here in Chattanooga called Ruby Falls. It's an underground waterfall. They've been around since the 1930s, and they really hadn't done a good job of telling their story. I mean, they, the guy that uh, found it, he found it on accident um, and then named the waterfall after his wife. And you know, for being in business, uh, getting close to 100 years, they still hadn't told their story. So even with them, we did a big project with them. And... I don't know. It's just it's just all about telling those good stories, and so we're we've got our team in a good place. We've got our our vision and our our niche in the right place, and so we're just trying to kind of step into that and and see where it takes us in this year. We're hoping for a good year. It's funny. I was just the way you're talking just reminded me of this. I was just down in Dallas doing this shoot, and the the designer that I was with, we were having this conversation mid shoot, and he was talking to the client, and he basically came right out and he was like, I don't. I don't want to just get a new client. Like I want to, mm -hmm. I want to get a client that I can like learn and understand and then grow with and then like birth out into the world basically. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and that's how you're talking right now. You're like, yeah, I can take jobs. Like I could, yeah, I can make a business card. You know, I could make a, yeah. a website or whatever, yeah. but like, it's almost like you want to, you want to have more of a relationship with your client and more of an understanding so that you can, you know, give, give the world exactly what, 
they can't, you know, like, yeah, you're the, you're the meteor <laughs> in all of that. Yeah. 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 And it sounds cliche, but we just, um, I think my years in the agency world, that unfortunately there's a lot of agencies out there that they're trying to pass on or push on services that clients don't need just because they're trying to pay this, you know, yeah. pay this overhead and a team. And I didn't really sit well with me for a long time. And, and also too, I feel like, uh, these agencies, they, they just talk a lot more than they listen. Um, I get, they're the experts in marketing, but they're not necessarily the experts in the product or the service that they're trying to pitch. Um, and so we're just trying to, yeah, do a lot less talking, more listening, and and truly be an advocate for these clients so when the project's over with, there's actually value that's been added. You know, I, I guess we just... There's been some projects in the past where I was just like, well, I don't know the value that we brought. I mean, I, I think that there was, but... That's another thing in this year. We're just trying to say, like, how, how are we actually, like, supporting people so this is this is worth their money and then we can see them grow. Yeah. That's, that's the whole goal of all this. It's hard because so. there's no metrics. You can't, you can't show that. I mean, like, yeah, you could take, you know, you can you can do the whole case study and, and show that, like, oh, they made more money that year after we did this. But, like, really, right. honestly, like, you don't know. Maybe they just had a really good year. Like, I, you know, yeah. like, yeah, yeah. And is it directly it related right? to what you did or not? That's really hard to yeah. kind of put into words and, and prove, yeah. prove to people. So, yeah, absolutely. I think it's a really challenging balance uh, that you, we're all kind of striving for. It's like, you know, there's, there's work that makes you feel good about what you do. It makes you feel empowered. It makes you feel like you're, you're doing right by others. It's that whole, like my purpose, I'm here to do this. And that makes me feel like I'm part of something bigger. But then, you know, there's the work for work's sake, right? You know, and it's like, it, it, like who, like, it's not on us to say like, oh, creating business cards is garbage work. Like that's, that's busy work. Who would want, Cause right. there's someone out there that wants to create that, that wants to make those things. And so yeah. I think it's, it's trying to strike a balance, you know, between what you're saying is like, you know, not growing or offering a service just because, um, it's like truly focusing your efforts on what you feel like you're best able to do in terms of a value add or a proposition. And I think that's where, that's where our clients, I mean, you know, we're talking to the magic air quotes clients out there, like, you know, our goal is to, to, to supplement and help bring your, bring you to the next level, right? We want to help, help you with what we have. Um, and sometimes that's intangible, you know, it's not always a, 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 an ROI or a measurement or a, you know, a like count, you know, or an engagement number. Like sometimes it's, it's truly like the intangibles. It's, it's the process over product, right? Like you enjoy the process of working with us to help grow your brand, tell your story, et cetera, whatever that thing is. And then you get to the you get to the product, you get to the widget, and you feel good about it. Everyone's like, hey, you know, high fives all around, awesome. But then knowing that like you got to go to bed tonight and you got to wake up tomorrow morning and do it all over again. So, right. you know, the process, growing with that client, having them understand that you're in it with them, and that you're there to, you know, serve them just as much as you want to serve yourself and pay your bills. That's right. Yeah, I love that. There you go. Just listen to Ashton. He has all the answers. <laughs> yeah. It's my it's my magic tea that I have today. Yeah. Well, and it's, you know, it's different. Like the, when we did the video for this moving company, um, you know, their feedback initially wasn't, oh, this is going to close so many doors for them. It was like, you guys, they were emotional and said, you guys, you have no idea. You've actually captured what it is that we do. And now our, our, our teenage children for the first time understand what we do for a living and how we serve our community. Like that was the golden nugget for them. And like, I was like, well, 
not as like that wasn't the main goal, but that's really special, you know. And yeah. but that same video uh, for another company said, "Wow, they can tell a story and they can tell our story." Um, and then for the Ruby Falls project, you know, there's been people like myself and Chad. They've been here in Chattanooga their whole life, and they've never been because they think it's just a someone's got a water hose in a spigot right. pouring, making this water, <laughs> fake waterfall. Um, but now after seeing the video, we have had a lot of people say, man, like I actually want to go, like I, I want to go for the first time. And so cool. it, it's different for everyone, but yeah, you're right. It's, it's, uh, um, yeah, I think just trying to find purpose in what you do and, and you start over tomorrow and it's just, uh, um, yeah, I, I resonate with everything you guys are saying. That's cool. It's funny. Cause you, you were talking about, uh, carpet before and how unsexy that is. And, and but <laughs> yeah. you just, you made a very sexy video for a moving company. <laughs> we try. We try. You know, it's, it's not gold. like I know. Like I, I know for me personally, I know a lot of other people. Like when you get when you get into the business, you think like, I'm gonna make cool shit. Yeah. I'm gonna blow yeah. people yeah. away. And then the phone rings, and it's like, <laughs> Hey, uh, we make plastic bags. Can you? And you're like, uh, Okay, not really what I yeah. had in mind, but but yeah, yeah. That's kind of the challenge, though, and that's what for me. That's like what keeps it interesting. Like when someone calls with a weird product, and they're like. <laughs> You know you have to make it look amazing no matter what. It's like, well, yeah. how do I make that look amazing? And it keeps me, yeah, I don't know, it keeps me moving forward and going. And I, I think, you oh know, yeah, keeps the team interested too. Like if you got other people, it's yeah. like, you know, if you're just churning out the same shit day after day, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's two years and you're gone. That's yeah, exactly. How it, so. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. What, what is it? One year and nine months, and then you quit and go on to the right. next job. <laughs> That's my average. <laughs> Well, and I always think about Amazing. like, you know, the work for work's sake, you know, it's like there, cause there, there are, there are people that prefer the idea of like, Hey, I want to do this thing. I want to, you know, insert rubber stamp process. It's fun to do for this amount of time. And then I, I go home and I do, you know, live my life. And I think that there's like, you know, it's the business card design, it's the projects, it's the layout and it's, it's purely that. And I think, you know, to a certain extent, sometimes like when, you know, you have like long-term clients, there are these, these these returning projects is something you do every year. It's like, Oh yeah, we got to do that again. And you know, you, you do it the sim similar fashion, not very much in variation or not too far off the mark because it has to be. Um, and you know, I, I, I think for that, like while those are kind of some of the necessary evils, I think that if that's purely, if you're in it for just that, like, Oh, we make money because we do this and that's all we, we want to do is just make money. Then I think that the the proposition for people like you know you and Dave and it gets a little bit it gets stale right it's like well if I wanted to do that I could just go work at the agency and churn out that kind of work all day you know like and I'll get I'll get my great paycheck and I'll be, get to hang by like you know the uh, the the beer taps down in the break room like cool but then I think you know to your point like what's the bigger purpose here so like working for a moving company it doesn't sound super sexy but like these are people that are in your community <laughs> doing incredible work they've been doing it for a hot minute and that sounds like a fun project to work on that, that, that process of doing it and thinking through the problem, thinking through the obstacle of how do we, how do we communicate the story and how do we do it properly? Um, that's what kind of keeps you up at night. So that's what makes it worth the doing. And then ultimately that shows in the work because you care the made with love element, magic air quotes. <laughs> so Kenny, I guess, you know, you have this business, you have, you have some full-time staffers, you have a, you know, a bench of, of freelance talent that kind of you call in when, when the need arises, 
you know, and this is a question that I've, I, I ask all uh, entrepreneurs, all business owners, founders, things like that, when you're kind of growing a business, because I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely curious. I always, I always want to know, but, um, you know, for, for, for us, you know, entrepreneurs or solopreneurs, you have this idea of like, I know how I want to do this. I have a, I have a, a goal in mind. I have a process or whatever it is that, you know, you prefer things to be done or, you know, they should be done. When you're growing, when you're in those growing stages, you know, where, how do you kind of let go and let other people shine and do what, the, you know, you pay them to do or what you bring them into the fold to do? I think that, you know, for entrepreneurs, it's it's kind of, it might be a, a more challenging task than, than it might seem. So how do you tackle stuff like that? How do you like let go of that control and, and kind of sit back and, and let it do its thing? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. I think pr- there's probably a lot of people like myself that struggle with that because you think you have this mentality that um, I don't think it's a selfish or a pride standpoint, but that nobody can replicate things like you can or that nobody's going to care about the end product as much as I am because I'm the only business owner my wife is. But you know, I can't, I can't trust an employee to have that same passion like me. Um, so I, sh- I struggle with that one a lot. Um I struggle with it a lot too. I was like, it's going to take so much time to teach that, you know, and I don't have time to even do that, you know? So I think for, for me, um, it took, it took having like being the bottleneck and stunning the growth of the company for me to say, you know what, like things have got to change. And there were a lot of things too about our company. Like I know creative and I'm, I'm, um, maturing in the in the video side of things too, um, but there was a lot of like business side of stuff that I didn't know at all. Um, like a lot of projects, like the the one we did for the tourist company here in town. Like I lost a lot of money because I got so into the work and the story that I spent all the money and more. And you know, it's like I had these moments like we cannot be in business if we keep doing this. Like it's great to have passion and great to do great work, but like I'm not helping my family or our teammates if we keep this up, you know. And so I had to like, I guess I had just a moment where I said, you know what, like I we can't survive this way, and I can't keep going because I'm I'm about to be burnt out. And so, you know, we brought on a, a COO, um, somebody I had known for a long time and trusted, and just said, hey, we basically. Um, carved off some duties, you know, like my wife had these duties, I had these duties and all these other things that I have no clue or some that I do, but I can't do it well. I, you know, I pushed them off to him and, and even our, our team, you know, our supporting staff, you know, I've, I've really, I feel like I've done a better job in the last year of just saying, Hey, we need you to, to take the lead. I trust you. And I, and really I have a team that's phenomenal. So there's no reason why I couldn't trust them. So it just took honestly hitting a brick wall for us. Um, not because we didn't trust anybody, but you just again it kind of goes back to fear a little bit. Like you just fear that if you if you're not the one doing it, that uh, it's not going to meet meet the expectations. But the truth is that if you don't do that, you're going to kill kill yourself. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're going to yeah. wear your energy thin. Your business will, will growth will start slowing down. So, I mean, I'm sure some people may have that before they hit a brick wall but for us it just said you know we can't keep doing this the way we're doing it and that's kind of how we eventually said this is the better way of going about business so that's tough to sustain when it's you know when you are trying to grow it you know you got to let go Mm -hmm. at some point like yeah you know the reason you hired them is because you 
you did like them and you liked what they did and you trusted them. And so mm-hmm. you, know, you got to let them go. I think the tough part is that like what we all do is so subjective mm-hmm. and it's also yeah. based on how I feel that day. Like, you yeah, know, I could love a piece of art one day and the next day be like, that doesn't sit right with me. And that, <laughs> which is, right. this is why I work by myself, by the way, because I could never do what you do, which is yeah. trust someone. And I just, yeah, I, I have this fear about, I have a good fear about that. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a legitimate fear. Yeah. It's tough though, man. I mean, I, I give you a lot of credit for, you know, all of the, I think all of the creative directors that we've talked to and just all my friends that are creative directors and stuff, it's, you know, being able to let go and just go, yeah, yeah, no, like we, we did this for a reason. Like this is your person, you know, I'm like, and when yeah. the phone yeah. rings yeah. and the client keeps asking for you, right. Yeah. It's like, Hey, is Kenny there? And like, well, no, Kenny's doing like 20 other things and he doesn't talk to clients <laughs> anymore like that's a tough that's a tough hurdle you yeah know? it is and, it really and, is. and making sure that your clients know that you still love them you just love them as a, a group now it's it's no that's longer right. a one-on-one that's right <laughs> the, the hiring of your your coo i think is really interesting because you know that's that's a big decision number one like that's a huge business expense you know um but then like i think strategically i think that's that's you're bringing in someone to to help drive direction of the business. It's another seat at the table, you know. Um, that's another person you're gonna you're gonna bounce ideas off of. That's gonna be a sounding board. So it's like it's a it's it's almost like a double edged sword. Like it's a, it comes with a lot of really great things, but then you know to your point, you have to let go a little bit more. You got to be a little bit more loose to kind of roll with the punches on things, knowing that like it's gonna have there's gonna be you know situations where your your thought will be challenged um not maliciously but just you know it's it's another it's right. like it's another perspective like oh yeah look at it this way so but that's why i brought them in I mean, yeah and, and the, you know i i know this uh individual well enough I and mean, we're we're friends and i say don't go on business with your friends but we uh he, he actually asked me before we you know sounded out of line he said you know i think we i could probably consult with you for a short period of time and um, you know, maybe even help you hire some people that y- you don't need me. You know, he's like, tell me why you need me. And he's like, I'm playing devil's advocate here. And I said, you know, honestly, it just pulled down for me and my wife. We, we have a six-year-old and we just had our second child. So we have a, a four-month-old now. So my wife's a little bit oh, less involved these days, you know. So it, it really was starting to weigh heavily on me. And it just came down to, you know, yeah, I could, it could be a lot. I could save a lot of money by not bringing you on. But you know, my answer was, I, I need someone to like grind it out with. I need someone to fight. Like it's a fight. Like in order to to bring something to the table that's got value and and sustainable for years to come and, and to grow. Like I, I can't do this on my own. And I'm sure there's some superheroes out there that can, but I'm not one of them. So, you know, everything that we're saying goodbye to, I said, you know, it's either it's either staying in business, like like staying in business and having a little bit less profitability because we have that extra head or potentially getting to the point where we're so burnt out yeah. that we don't even have a business at all anymore period yeah. so and that it, to me it was more valuable to have someone grind it out and and um yeah that's just that was that was it for us I dig it it's amazing growth that's awesome. really awesome <laughs> Yeah, growth. Uh, Kenny, that's in fantastic. And I think that there's a lot of takeaway points that for anyone that's out there in listener land trying to grow their business from, you know, whether you're at, you know, one woman, one man band type of situation to you have an agency, uh, you know, of mo- the scale and size and things like that. So I think this is, it's, it's really smart and really interesting to know that, you know, 
the 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 problems that we all feel in those trenches like those struggles are not you know they're not held only by you or solely held they're they're kind of universal in that and that everybody has a as a crunch and has a struggle to kind of juggle what that growth looks like and just kind of how they do it on their timetable yeah. um, so i think that's some really interesting stuff to to think on um yeah. i guess let me think let me ask you this just to wrap it all up you know you mentioned a couple of things that you guys are kind of gunning for for this year um what would you say or what would you underline as like the primary goal of the agency in 2020 oof there you go there yeah you it's go. a big one <laughs> I think, uh, I don't know. I think our theme, our theme lately has just been get, get healthy. And, and I don't, I don't mean, I mean, I, I could, I could lay off the Chick-fil-A a little bit more and <laughs> sweet tea here in, in Tennessee, but, and there's some, some of that actually, I've actually been working out. I'm not, I don't love working out. I'm, I'm a, I got a bit of a bird chest, so <laughs> I, I can spend like three months in the gym and then like walk away for a day and it's all gone. It's like, <laughs> you've seen like the Christmas vacation movie where they cut into that turkey and yeah. it deflates. Like that's how I feel after one day leaving the gym. But there's some of that, like some of that uh, working out has been good for like my mental capacity. Cause I don't know, just being in good health also helps be a good leader, a good spouse, a good friend, all that kind of stuff, but getting healthy. So we, you know, we had a when we brought on the COO, we had to really um, evaluate. Um, you know, how do we? You know, we're trying to step into this new niche um, and a, a single focus, and how can we? Um, yeah, just get healthy, like build our foundation in the right way, um, get our processes down, and um, just be really smart about how we do business forward. So I think it's getting healthy on on all fronts, personal and business, and. And uh, hopefully by the end of the year, we've we've got that process down pat, and um, we're ready to serve people greater than we ever have. So, amen. I'll take that. Yeah, amen. Right. <laughs> right. right. Thank you very very much for your time. Really appreciate yeah, you thanks, giving man. us some insight into the business, um, Council Creative, and kind of showing us a little bit about or sharing a little bit about your story and how you kind of came to be. Um, if you're in listener land, you should pull over your car right now, go to council creative. Uh, it's a com. So they have an incredible site. You can see some of the, the work they're doing and some of their talented team there. Um, and yeah, Kenny, appreciate you being on the show, man. Thanks so much, man. Absolutely. I will say you guys, uh, I've had a chance to be on a number of podcasts, but, um, yeah, you guys, you guys are great, great at what you do. I love the conversation and, um, I, I know I'll continue to see great things coming from you guys in the future. Awesome. The magic Thanks, is man. you jump on the coattails of David Patino and he'll take you for a ride. So something like that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Appreciate you, Kenny. Thank you so much, <laughs> man. And we'll, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll check you out and we'll see you down the road. Sounds good. Have a great day. Thanks, All bud. Right. All right. See you cool. guys. Thanks, man. That was good. I think that was interesting. It was good to have. I mean, I, 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 I am always surprised by how people find our podcast and like, fuck it's amazing it's incredible i'm so thankful for that the internet um, <laughs> amazing what a, what a thing who would have right? known right <laughs> i didn't know them from david so you know right. <laughs> part of the pun um and that's going to do it for us here at the office hours podcast uh we very much appreciate you guys listening and we appreciate all of your emails uh such an honor to make this podcast for y'all um, and we really do appreciate you listening if you did like this podcast share it with a friend because sharing is caring you like it when you yeah. share because that's how our, our network grows and we find more of you guys out there uh, we get to talk to you guys so the office hours podcast is mastered in stereo sound at the tannery studio in Stanford, new jersey by the very talented david patino 
My name is Asher Staniszewski, and we will uh, see you guys in the next, next one. Next time. Later. Peace.